Welcome to No Romance Without Finance, the show for women who know that while love don't cost a thing, it also doesn't pay the bills. I am your host, Patty Asai. The intention behind this podcast is to honor my mother. Due to her lack of financial independence, she was stuck in a mentally abusive relationship and saw no way out. And in the process, she lost herself, her self-esteem, and eventually her life. After her death, I made it my mission to do everything in my power to make sure not another woman suffers like my mother did because she can't support herself financially. So whether you're dating, married, somewhere outside or in between, this show will give you tools and nuggets of knowledge that you can implement immediately, which will help you manage your money, grow your career and create a fulfilling independent life. Let's get into it and find out why there is no romance without finance. Welcome back to the No Romance Without Finance podcast. Hi, Jordan. How are you? Hello, Patty. I'm doing good. I'm doing really good. We've had some very interesting conversations together through the podcast. Yes. Yes. I'm very excited for everyone to hear them. I know. I know. Me too. And what I love is that anytime we talk with someone or speak with someone, they are always giving us just such amazing nuggets of information, right? Something mm-hmm. you can take back with you. I mean, I learn every time I speak to anybody on this podcast. So I'm, we're very fortunate to have our guests be so informative. Absolutely. I've taken notes every episode that we've recorded because I'm just so like, wow, that was an amazing quote. Wow, right. that was an amazing quote. So yeah, well, that's yeah, the I point. Love it. Good, good, good. All right. So uh, this episode is going to be another one of those amazing, informative episodes. Today, we have Lauren, the lawyer with us. She is a divorce attorney, and she is also a TikTok creator and creates amazing videos about divorce. Lauren is a top 40, under 40 trial attorney in Dallas, an honor given to only a select group of attorneys who demonstrate excellence and who've achieved outstanding results. Lauren's also been inducted into the 2023 Lawyers of Distinction. Amazing. Lauren is originally from New Orleans, Louisiana, best food on the planet. And uh, Lauren is a graduate of Tuskegee University, where she earned her Bachelor of Science in History and a minor in International Affairs. Lauren earned her Juris Doctor from Texas Southern University, Thurgood Marshall School of Law. Lauren is an active member of Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority. And you'll never be disappointed when you have Lauren, the lawyer, advocating for you. She is a complete badass. Hi, Lauren. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me. I'm so happy to be here. Oh, I'm so excited to have you. It's going to be a good time. Yes. And I always love having divorce attorneys on. Now, I don't know if you know, I am also an attorney. I used to be a prosecutor. I was a prosecutor for about five years. And I stopped practicing in 2001 when I moved to California, but I'm still a member of the California bar and whatnot. But I love speaking with divorce attorneys. And here's why. Because you guys are the people that validate everything I say about (laughs) why it's important for women to be financially independent, because once the divorce happens and shit hits the fan, All of that nonsense about, I trust you, you know, we're a team, what's mine is yours, what's yours is mine, just goes out the door. And again, not in every single instance, I have seen 
amicable divorces, obviously, you know, but there's something to be said when, you know, someone says, I want to divorce you. You're caught off guard. You're not going to be the nicest person to them. You're not, you know, and whether it's you wanting the divorce or vice versa, there's so many emotions that go into it that people kind of lose their minds. And it just becomes fighting over that knife. Who's going to get the butter knife, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. Right? So being a, a divorce attorney, I want you to address this, that a lot of people say that, you know, you don't need a prenup when you get married and that prenups are a waste of time, or I don't need a prenup because we trust each other, all of that. What do you say to the people that have that type of mentality? Well, I guess it would depend on the couple, right? In your jurisdiction. Because if you are a couple who are coming into the marriage with a lot, Mm -hmm. then a prenup is something that you definitely probably want to discuss. What's a lot? Well, let's say you might not have a lot, but let's say your family has a business and you might have a stake in that business. Let's say you have an inheritance in that company and you might not run the day-to-day operations, but you come from a line of uh, a property that you could potentially inherit. So mm-hmm. you might not have something tangible in your hand today, but that might come into fruition in the future. That right. is something that you might want to think about as far mm-hmm. as uh, a prenup. Just to protect yourself for the future, even if it might not be in your hand today. Or let's say you are 16 years old in love with your college sweetheart and you plan on getting married the day after your high school graduation when you turn 18. Right. You don't have shit. might not. (laughs) Exactly. You, you know, you probably don't have any money. You probably just have love and hope and a prayer. So you probably wouldn't even know what to put in the prenup if you're 18 versus if you're well-established or if you have Two pieces of a brain cell to rub together. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> you right. might want to have a plan in place Got it. for the future. Okay. That's very important. And, and I, I completely agree with you. You know, I want to step back a little bit. This question I, I wanted to ask you is, what made you decide to be a divorce attorney? Why that field? Why'd you pick that? It's a, it's a tough job, man. It is. Well, I wanted to be an attorney all my life. I decided when I was five. Mm-hmm. The type of attorney has varied as... I matriculated until graduating and passing the bar. I realized that I definitely wanted to be a trial attorney. Mm -hmm. And so that narrowed it down a lot. Right. I knew that criminal law wasn't for me, but I knew that if I did do criminal law, I would definitely be a prosecutor. Okay. (laughs) But I knew that I knew that wasn't going to work either because I wanted to work for myself. And you want to make some money. You didn't want to be broke. (laughs) Prosecutors making no money. So I wanted to work for myself and be an entrepreneur. So a prosecutor wasn't going to be the right route for me. And I was like, you know, I want something that's going to be exciting. I want mm-hmm. it to never be a dull moment. And I picked this crazy career. <laughs> there so, is no dull moments. Never. I took a family law class in law school and my professor made it very exciting. And that's just kind of how it happened. I enjoyed it. And I was like, I think I could be good at this. And I yeah. ran with it. Oh, my gosh. How long have you been practicing now? It's four years. Wow. And you've built up such a great career for yourself. Yes. I love your TikTok channel. I love listening to the stories. I just, and you do such a great job with it. So yeah, kudos to you for that. 
So uh, now let's get back to what this podcast is about. And, you know, it's about no romance without finance. And I really stress the importance of financial independence for women and really for anybody. But I just say women because typically it's the woman that, that is not financially independent. And that's changing, right? I think that that's changing over the years. I mean, you do have dual income households now. But even in dual income households, I feel like in a divorce, the women become disadvantaged. Am I right in, in my thinking that, and if that is the case, how do you see that in a divorce? Like, what are some examples that you see where you have, you know, two income households, they're getting a divorce, right? And the woman didn't do something that she was supposed to do, didn't protect herself or whatever, and she's getting screwed. You know, honestly, that's what's been really surprising me lately. It's not as traditional as you think. I would say in the beginning of my practice, it was more so the stay-at-home mom that was Mm -hmm. getting screwed. Right. Today in 2023, it is a lot of well-to-do women who are marrying guys who have nothing to offer. Really? Yes. Dating that and broke dude that I say, don't yes. date a broke dude. Yes. Yes. They are I the see. ones today who end So tell us a little bit world. about that. Tell us a little. This is so interesting. I think it's the societal pressures of wanting to be married so bad that they just end up marrying anything. <laughs> right. So you end up picking someone right. you should have never married in the beginning and it's going to end. Because the yes. only way to sustain a marriage is to literally be with the person that you're supposed to be with. That's the only way it's going to work. So if you Correct. end up being with the person that's not meant for you, you're going to end in divorce. And when you just pick anybody, mm-hmm. it's going to end. Mm-hmm. I literally just divorced my oldest client. She was 86 years old. Wow. Married over 50 something years. My and goodness. there's no difference between her and my client who I've divorced someone who was only married for less than a month, 20 something Mm -hmm. days. There's no difference between her and that young lady who's only married a few weeks. It's just that how long are you willing to put up with dealing with the wrong person? Some people's patients are longer than others. Yes. Yes. And I can't tell you how many times I have spoken with people who've been married for 20, 30, 40 years. And my question to them is always, when did you know that this was not the right marriage? And Nine times out of 10, they always say within the first two years, they have known this. Yeah. They have known from the get go. Right. But they just do not want to get a divorce for whatever reason. They're not comfortable enough. So they spend their lives in an unhappy marriage. And then, yeah, you're 86 years old and now, you know, you're getting a divorce and you've been unhappy all these years. Yeah. A lot of times I think you just think it's the woman who might not know about the finances because maybe she's a stay-at-home wife and maybe her husband's the provider, but no, women are now marrying guys who they have no business marrying. They're the, now the providers. So when you say they don't have any business marrying, I think I know what you mean by that, but can you tell the listeners what you mean by that? Why, why should they be marrying these people? When you are thinking about merging your life with someone, Mm -hmm. you have to think about a lifetime. It takes a lot to stay with someone until death, right? If you're blessed enough to die when you're old and gray, right? Mm -hmm. It takes a lot, which means you have to wait and find that person who is truly meant for you. When you ignore red flags, red flags don't turn green. They never do. What are some of the red flags? No stability. 
No financial stability, you mean? No, fi- yep, no financial stability. You do not have the same goals for yourself. Yes. You, you don't have the same goals when it comes to a family unit. Because right. a lot of times people, your families will also break you up as well. I've right. had a lot of divorces just strictly off of mother, mother-in-laws alone. <laughs> right, right, exactly. Mother-in-laws yeah. can be the devil. My mother-in-law is great. <laughs> Shout out to her. <laughs> but mother-in-laws can ruin your marriage too. You want the fundamental things to be the same, mm-hmm. you know? Right. And you, yeah. also want, you also want to care about the same things. Now, there are some women who are perfectly fine with marrying for stability right there and they can live happily ever after and if that mm-hmm. is your bottom line and if right. that is what you're prepared to sign up for then you know that your mate needs to make a certain amount of money yes. he needs to provide you a certain amount of lifestyle you might want a man who works 20 days out of the month and he's only home for 10 and they can live a happy Correct. marriage because they only right. see each other 10 days out of the month <laughs> if yes. you are marrying stability pick him if you are marrying for love yeah. if you're married for love it is a completely different game changer. You have to pick someone who feeds your soul. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You know, the person who is your best friend, the person you can communicate yes. with, the person you can build a life with, the person right. that you can struggle with, right? Because you never know right. what life may bring. What if you get a health diagnosis? What if your husband gets a health diagnosis? Right. right. What if a car accident happens and you get get terrible news that they'll never walk again? This has right. to be your soulmate so that you can continue on with no matter what life may bring. If you ignore red flags in the beginning, when mm-hmm. trouble comes, you will not know how to get through it. If your husband loses his job, right. what's your plan? Exactly. What's your plan? Are you prepared to help out? Do you have any discernible job skills in case something happens? Because what if your husband mm-hmm. handles everything? Right. Do you have any access to the finances if your husband gets into a car accident? Do you exactly. have access to the checking account to pay your mortgage this month? Or are you going to be out on the street? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. And a lot of people, because we are in such pressure to be married, right, that you're right. We will just go and marry someone without even having the fundamental conversations that you need to have before you get married, especially around how you're going to live your life and how your finances are going to go right? So before you marry someone, you have to make sure, yes, the fundamentals are the same. Like me and my fiance, we couldn't be more different. I am type A, I, you know, da, 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 and he's a musician. He's so chill, laid back. I mean, he is an amazing musician, super successful. He, he's not a broke dude, right? But our personalities are very different, but our fundamentals are the same. The way that we think about family, right? The, he is my best friend. If I could hang out with anybody in the world, it would be him because we have so much fun together. Right. And we've talked about, and I I've said this before we're engaged, but I I don't think I'll ever get married. And only because I'm rebellious (laughs) for no other reason. And that's, that's, that's the truth. I'm like, I'm not getting married because people say I have to get married. I want to be you know, honest about that. But I also don't think there's a reason for us to get married because we're we don't want kids, you know, so he already has two daughters, so we don't want kids. I, you know, I, there's really no reason, but we live together. And even before living together, we had conversations about, okay, so what, what's going to happen with our finances? Who's going to pay for what? How are we going to, you know, how are we splitting things up? What do you feel comfortable with? And even though we had those conversations, when you start living together, stuff comes up that you haven't even thought about, right? Like, 
me going out and buying fish for the week. And he's like, well, I don't want fish. Why are you spending money on fish? I want you. You, you know what I'm, what I mean? Are you so in a community even, property state? We're in California. Yeah. Is that a, is that a community property yeah. state? Yes, it is. Okay. Yes, it is. I just find it so interesting when people aren't married and they mm-hmm. buy property together. Oh, we didn't buy property together. in a community together. property state. No, we didn't buy property I was going to ask for you thinking about doing that. No, no, no. So we haven't bought property together. And and that's, that's only because I just wanted to buy this property on my own. It has nothing to do with anything else. But we do have, you know, legal agreements as to what happens, God forbid, if we decide that we don't want to be together anymore. Right. Because he's contributed to the mortgage of this house. Right. He's contributing and, you know, he's he's not a schlep. So, you know, we have we have agreements as to, okay, what's going to happen? Because you never know. Absolutely. But I feel like the average so let's like the average woman who doesn't want to get married Mm -hmm. or maybe wants to get married, but ends up buying a property with a potential mate. Right. That turns into a huge can of worms. Shit show? Oh, yes. Oh, I can curse here? Yeah, hell yeah. Oh, good. <laughs> yes. Oh, wonderful. So, yes. because here here in Texas, let's say they're dating and they go and buy a house together. Mm-hmm. It is no different than two girlfriends, like two college besties who are roommates. Mm-hmm. like, hey, girl, let's go get this house together and let's really? just invest in it. No different. But because they're sleeping together mm-hmm. or they might have a child together, they think mm-hmm. that somehow this creates a family relationship. I so see. they call a family law attorney when they break up. And I'm like, I'm sorry, I can't help you that you yeah. and your boyfriend broke up and y'all purchased this house. You have to take that on down the civil court, just like if it was just two best friends uh, or homeboys right. who purchased the property together. You are not a family. So you are not even going to family court as if you needed mm-hmm. to buy assets right you got to go to civil court and sue each other right 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 because you of course if you want to get property with them you're going to have the the knowledge to do it right Mm -hmm. on paper but the average person will sure and it is a shit show yes no exactly i think that's what happens when people stop thinking with their brains and are just thinking with their emotions i mean come on Nobody goes into a buying a property with someone or even getting married thinking this relationship is going to end. I would think that if you're buying property with someone, you're pretty sure that, you know, you're this is for the long haul, right? Or at least, you know, you should be and and marriage. But guess what? Marriage rates 50% and that, you know, you're it's you may break up. Then what? You know, you're stuck holding the bag. You you can't go to family court. You have to go to civil court. And people don't understand how important it is to protect your assets legal, legally, right? Yeah. But most of all, when you are thinking about merging your life with someone, like a marriage, mm-hmm. a prenup sometimes is the least <laughs> of your problems. Let's right. talk about debt. Let's talk yes. About Amen. Let's, can, we so, t- <laughs> can we talk about debt? Because I always say... Before you get married, you got to you got to know their credit score. How much debt do they have? What are their spending habits? Because when you're married and they're running up debt, you're responsible, right? Mm-hmm. Or you, mm-hmm. you want to try to buy a house <laughs> and this this person's credit score is the same as their shoe size and mm-hmm. you can't get a loan. Mm-hmm. Correct? The debt 
is the problem. Yeah, tell, tell us, honestly, Lauren. Tell us. I, like a prenup is cute. It's real cute. It, it's <laughs> cute. It's, <laughs> it's, uh-huh. it's real nice. To me, my prenups, prenups are not my favorite. Postnups are okay. my favorite. All right. To yes. me, postnups are my favorite. So explain because that, please. To me, a postnup is better because I feel like the courts take postnups more seriously because okay. it's, it's a married couple making that decision right. versus a non-married couple making that decision. When you're doing a prenup, it's prenuptials. It's you two dating with a, right. and, and doing a contract. Sure. Versus already being married to each other and saying, this is what we're going to do. We've already entered into this legal union, this religious union. Mm -hmm. And now we're as a married couple are deciding to do X, Y, and Z. So I think postnups are better because you really have an understanding as to what's going on when you make a decision once you're already married versus dating. Right. And you're not leaving it to the courts, right? Because in a postnup, you two are making the decisions as to how the assets are going to be divided. Am I correct? In, in yes. That? And you and you have a little bit, depending on your jurisdiction, you have a little bit more leeway in decisions that you can make as a married couple versus a non-married couple. Okay. Like so what? in Texas, there's, there's, there's a couple things that you can do. Like for instance, there are some things that you can't do with community property prior to getting married that you can do after you're married. Okay. So certain decisions can mm-hmm. only be left towards spouses versus non-spouses. So I think postnups are a lot better. And I'm not saying you got to wait till you're five years in. Mm-hmm. Just wait. Just sure. do, it, do it day one. Do it week one. <laughs> I just think right. doing it married um, holds a little bit more weight because it's a married couple doing it versus a non-married okay. couple doing it. But let's get back to that debt. Yes, please. Debt. Okay, marital debt. So... When your spouse is running amok and you have no idea, (laughs) that debt (laughs) follows the marriage. It doesn't go away. So when you think your spouse makes X, Y, and Z dollars, they probably do. But how much of that are they spending? Exactly. I cannot tell you how many times wives like, oh, well, my husband makes a lot of money. He makes a lot of money. Okay, well, let's get down to the spending, the expenditures. Mm -hmm. We find out that... They have proclivities that the wives don't have a clue about. <laughs> they have addictions that the wives don't have a clue about. Yeah. They are yeah. in debt about things the wives don't have a clue about. Now, we have some protections here in Texas. We have um, some layers called wasting of community assets. So mm-hmm. it's a layer of protection that you have if you if your spouse is just squandering money. Right. But you will be surprised of the things that your spouse does with money behind your back if you don't have a clue about your finance. Yes. Amen. And that, that doesn't go away. The creditors want to get paid. Right. So whether it's you paying it or your spouse, they don't care. <laughs> you they don't know, care about the fact money. that y'all don't yeah. love each other anymore. <laughs> they want their <laughs> money. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> they don't care that y'all don't exactly. like each other anymore. They want to get paid and they will. And since debt is such an important thing, how can people safeguard themselves from having this happen? What are some of the steps that you think individuals can take in relationships so that they're not surprised when they find out that, you know, their spouse has spent $100,000 at the strip club last month? Whew, and that happens so often. I Honestly, know. It does. I know. That's why I'm asking the question. If you feel like, your spouse could be one of those philanderers. You should probably do a postnup. And if you're in a community property state, create no community property. Hmm. Leave everything separate so that right. what he does, 
is his business and what you do is your business. Now, you might need to create some type of agreement to where there might be some type of allowance if Mm -hmm. the wife doesn't work to where they can be supported. But you're going to have to separate yourself from your Mm -hmm. spouse if you think that they have some weird things going on and they're spending money outlandishly. Because even in an event of a divorce, that chunk of money you think you're about to get, guess who's going to get paid first? The creditors. Yes. And they want their money and they're first in line before yes. you. Oh, yes. Before you. They don't care where you, you, you in the back of the line. <laughs> right. Right. And that, that's why the whole, well, I don't care. I'm going to get half thing doesn't work. Because half that for the creditors, <laughs> right? Exactly. You're gonna get half the debt. <laughs> you know, you're gonna get half of everything. Student loans, right? Student loans. That that's where that breaks down. Is well, I don't care. I'm not gonna work. I'll just get married. I'm gonna get half. And from what from what I understand, again, I'm not I'm not a divorce lawyer, but even if there isn't a lot of debt, right? Let's say you're an average middle class person, right? And you're a woman. You haven't worked, and you're getting a divorce from your middle class husband. That half is typically not going to be enough for you to live on. Correct? True. True. And especially in my jurisdiction where the law does not even say half. Really? No. What does the law say? It says just and right. So it doesn't say half. So that's very ambiguous, right? right? Thank you. So it leaves it up to whatever the court decides is just and right. So how do you determine what Justin Wright is? A whole lot of convincing, right? Mm-hmm. Because his lawyer, his lawyer is going to say how you lived in the laps of luxury mm-hmm. and how you didn't have to do this and how you didn't have to do that and how you just need to take your purses and your bags and go on somewhere. Right, right. While your lawyer is saying, oh no, he treated you bad. He brought home mm-hmm. two kids, maybe mm-hmm. an STD. He spent all the money. He was, yeah. he was... He was supplying all of his hoochies and you need to be paid for your pain. Uh, And then the court is going to be like, well, what is Justin Wright? If the court doesn't think 50-50 is Justin Wright, Justin Wright could be 60-40, 70-30. It can be any number Mm -hmm. because the law does not say 50-50. So Texas listeners, do not think you're getting 50-50 because it sounds cute because the law does not say that. Yeah. So you have to really be aware of what the law is in your jurisdiction. And so a couple of things uh, I'm taking away from what you said is first, I think it's important when you're saying understand debt, not only debt coming into the marriage, but you need to know what the finances are during the marriage. You have to inspect the bank accounts. You have to inspect the credit card statements. You have to know exactly what assets you have, how much debt you have, and Otherwise, you have no idea. So that's one thing I'm taking away from what you said. And another thing I'm taking away from what you said is you have to protect yourself. So in a relationship, whatever it is, it's beneficial for you. And it may cost you a little bit, but it would be beneficial for you to see a lawyer and figure out how best it is to protect not only your assets, but your significant other's assets. Absolutely. I tried to tell people all the time how important it is to just be aware. Keep your eyes open because a fool bumps his head three times a day. (laughs) Don't be a fool. (laughs) Don't be a fool. I told this story on my TikTok about my client who was well in her upper years of age, Mm -hmm. a grandmother, 
going mm-hmm. through a divorce and she thought she was just a regular middle class wife. She was very happy with her middle class lifestyle. They mm-hmm. raised their kids in a normal home, three bedrooms. Their kids were grown. They had a family cleaners, just a very modest, normal yeah. lifestyle. After their kids grew up, left the nest, they downsized, sold their uh, marital home, moved into a condo because they were getting up in age. They didn't want to have to keep up with, you know, the yard and all right, those things. Right. And so they moved into a condo. She thought life was good and she just thought that they just didn't get along anymore. Mm-hmm. She thought this was going to be an amicable divorce. Well, she couldn't provide me with the necessary documents that Texas now requires. Uh, January 1, 2021, the Supreme Court required that now divorce parties have to exchange certain documents. Two years of bank statements, tax returns, all these things are now required. So I'm telling my client, mm-hmm. you have to give me these things because I have to turn it over to the other side. And right. she didn't know what it was, where it was, how much it was, nothing. So mm-hmm. now she's needing to spend money to have experts help her find these things. Lo and behold, right. that marital home was never sold. What? No. They still and she didn't it. know. She had no idea. And not only did they still own it, they were millionaires. Oh, my goodness. Wow. There was oil and gas underneath the home. And so... There was an oil and gas. <laughs> there was an oil and gas company paying to lease the oil and what? gas from underneath the home, and all the neighbors were getting paid from this oil and gas company to lease the mineral rights. Oh my goodness! And she had no idea. Oh, millionaires, no idea, and they're living in this little condo, sharing one vehicle, a little Cadillac. Wow! How did you find out? How did you find out? Because I had to get a forensic accountant involved, mm-hmm. and then we just started tracing. We just started tracing mm. all the property, trying to figure out everything. And I realized that the marital home was never sold. And so then I just started looking wow. into the property and realized there was a mineral lease. I was oh like, what's goodness. going on? And then, of course, when he had to turn over his financials, we realized they were millionaires. My goodness. And Laid that just... next to this man every night for over 40 years. You know how deceitful you have to be to hide that from Right, someone? right, right. And it happens every day. Every day, like, don't be that person who just lets stuff happen to you. Ask questions. Be I love involved. that quote. Yes. Yes. Be involved. Yes. You, I'm not saying you have to go to work every day and you have to be the person to pay the light bill, but you need to know what's going on. You need to know what's the last four digits, at least all your account numbers. You need to be able to go to the bank and pull any accounts that you need to pull. You need to be able to have access to the information you need to have access to, or you're going to look up 40 years from now and you're going to be a secret millionaire and never knew. Right. Right. Exactly. And you know what? What if she hadn't gotten a divorce, right? She would just be living in that little co- condo and just, you know, not knowing that she has access to all this money. You know what broke my heart? What? I told her, when I told her in my office, I was just like, I will make him pay for this if you want me to. I will bring him Ooh. to his knees. And you know what happened? What? They got back together. Oh. oh. And I said, I just wanted to flip my desk over and throw oh. all papers around. No. I was like, damn. No. <sighs> Another one bites the dust. Yeah, and that that that's really common, and and you should know that as a as a divorce attorney. Like my parents were going through a lot, and 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 my mom was just in a mentally abusive relationship, but it, you know, she, and she couldn't support herself, so that's why you know she felt like she had to stay. But uh, she filed for divorce twice. 
twice she filed for divorce. And I've actually never told anybody this, but yeah, she's filed for divorce twice. And both times, you know, he came along convincing her, you know, I love you. Let's get back together. And she didn't have anybody but him, really. You know, we were immigrants. She didn't have any family here. So he was her entire life. And my brother and I, we had, were grown, right? We, we've left. We've gone to college doing our own thing. And that happened so often at the expense of so much. And, you know, for me, it was at the expense of her life. It ended up taking her life the second time she went back. So oh, without getting no, detail so about that, yeah, without getting to details about that, we don't understand the consequences of getting back into these marriages. You know, we were just so stuck in identifying ourselves with that other individual, right? Identifying our lives with that other individual. And we just can't see straight. And the consequences can be so severe. And I I think that's one of the things I want the listeners to understand is that the consequences could be so much greater than you could have ever imagined. And ladies, you are much stronger than you think you are. Amen. You are. Yes. Yes. And it gets greater later. It gets greater yes. later. You are yes. stronger and you will get through this. And the more you live on and keep on living, it gets greater. So if you're thinking about leaving your marriage, if you're thinking about doing anything, ending your engagement, any of those options, it will get greater later. You just have to be strong enough to trust your gut and make the right decision and put you first. When are we yes. going to start putting ourselves first? Exactly. Everybody comes before us, right? The All kids, the, the husband, the, I mean, it comes before us and we don't, and I know this is a cliche, but we don't fill our own cups until it's too late. Until All it's really, yeah. Until it's really, really too late. Don't so back uh, and have regrets. Exactly. Exactly. And I just think that we women need to take control of our finances, especially in relationships, and just inspect what you expect. Don't, you know, hand over your paycheck. And we see this happening not just with, you know, the average, you know, Joe Schmo, but it plays out on TV all the time. Erica Jane from The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Do you know her story, Lauren? Vaguely. I believe that her husband did something illegal and she got yeah, caught let me tell you. in it. Yeah, let me tell you. Her husband was a trial attorney and was was a civil trial attorney. So he was in the Aaron Brockovich case. He oh. was one of the guys. Yeah. They were living in a mansion in, a lot of in Pasadena. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm, two private jets money. Not one, oh. but two, right? Two. Yeah. Two. So she was a waitress when she met him. He was 30-something years older than her. So they they get married and, you know, she becomes a real housewife of Beverly Hills. And, you know, her life is just lavish, right? I mean, it's just incredible. And, you know, on the side, she has her singing business, which really isn't making any money, but she is making money being a housewife or whatever. But every paycheck that she gets, she is handing over to him, right? Yeah. Why? All her money. Because we think we don't know anything. She thinks I'm the dumb waitress, Right. And he is the brilliant lawyer. So I'm going to give him, give him my paycheck, hands the paychecks over to him. So come to find out that he was embezzling money from his clients. Okay. And guess who got roped in to the case? She did. She did. Right. Exactly. He's going to act like she has unclean hands now. Exactly. And he was giving her money to fund her singing career. Right. And so they're like, well, 
that money came from the money that he stole. So she ended up with nothing and with a court case and attorneys and her reputation being completely screwed. And that's, and they asked her, they were like, Hey, and, and by the way, he was cheating on her, this 80 something year old dude cheating on her. And they asked her, well, why didn't you leave? And she goes, well, I didn't have any means. If I left, he was going to cut off the credit card. He was going to cut off all, all my, all my finances. So then they asked her, well, you make money being a real housewife and you've made money from your other ventures. What about that money? She goes, well, there's no point in having money unless you have access to it. And I love that quote because what she was doing, she was taking her money and giving it to him. Right. But she didn't have to. No, of course not. Of course not. But that happens so often. I just see that happening because we just think we women are not comfortable and confident enough with ourselves especially you took the words out of my mouth. Right? Right. Go ahead. I'll let you say it, Lauren. I'm going to need y'all to get some self-esteem because any woman who loves herself would never would never exactly. do that. Never. Exactly. Get you some self-love, some self-respect, some self-esteem. Get you a separate account. Husband. We are so much smarter than we think we are. We are so much more resilient than we think we are. And we really need to recognize that in ourselves because not recognizing it jeopardizes our lives in so many ways. So, hi, Lauren. You know, I was going to end with asking you, what is the one piece of advice you would give to women regarding their financial independence? And you've given us some great quotes already. So if you've already (laughs) talked about it, that's cool. Because I mean, I have so many great quotes from you. But, you know, I just want to leave leave it open and see if there's anything else that you think you can add about how important it is as a divorce attorney, right? You are a very successful divorce attorney. Tell us what is the one piece of advice you would give about being financially independent? The best way to be financially independent is to not start your marriage off with an error. Mm. And the first error is to not marry the wrong person. Right. Be wise in the decisions that you make when you're talking about merging your life. Because if you're marrying the right person, they're going to respect your decisions. They're going to respect your opinion and wanting to be involved. If your spouse does not want to respect you and wanting to be involved in your finances, that is a red flag. Yes. And you should already know these things about them while you're dating. Yes. Run. So if they're if they don't want you to be involved, they don't want to tell you these things while yeah. you're dating, if they don't respect you enough to want you to be included, don't marry mm-hmm. these people because then you will end up being my client or another divorce attorney's client down exactly. the road. Protect yourself before you even get to this point. Love yourself enough before you even loop yourself into such a legal bind, guys, because you marry these people, then you bring in these children who don't even yes. have the option. They didn't pick yes. y'all to be their parents and y'all yes. messed up everything. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> Make the right decisions now. And then get in your marriage and just ask questions. Get some mm-hmm. access to your, your financial documents and just gather the things you need. So just in case if you don't care today, the day you do care, you have access to finding everything out. Absolutely. Absolutely. Lauren, it has been a true pleasure. You are so amazing. You guys, please follow her on TikTok. Are you on Instagram as well? I am. Tell us the platforms where we can find you. Tell us, please. Everything is Lauren underscore the lawyer. It's laurenthelawyer.com. My law firm is the law office of Lauren the lawyer. Follow me. I think I try to make everything it 
a very serious matter, but in an entertaining way. Oh, it's great. Great. I, I love, love, love your content. I, I, I can I watch it all too. day long. Me Thank too. You. <laughs> I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Thanks for having me. Thank you for coming on. You've been a wealth of information. You've really, really have given the li- listeners a lot to think about and hopefully they can utilize all the nuggets of information you gave to make their lives better. So listeners, thank thank you you for joining us. We are off and never forget that a man is not a financial plan. (laughs)